Hello, sir. Hey, so it's your birthday today? Uh, no. What? That's not what Skype told me. Oh, Skype is stupid, because apparently it also told Andy Leyland my birthday was back in September. Oh, maybe... You know, my, bir- my birthday was in December. <laughs> okay, well, maybe it just, uh... Well, that's just odd. Yes, it is. Oh, well, yeah, no, that would make sense, because it says December 3rd. Well, just, yeah. It's just it popped up and said, it's Gene's birthday, and... I didn't see the date. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not a... Yeah, okay. Gene, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Oh, talking about Star Blazers. Star Blazers, what's that? We, we, I think we took a little too long off. We, we took a uh, the holidays and other things that were going on the past month or so. We're, it's called life, Bill. Yeah, life sucks. Life's hard. Life's hard. So, but I like we, the, I, I like the one thing Hope wrote on Facebook today. How do I adult anymore? <laughs> <laughs> that sums it right up, right there. Yeah. <laughs> but we are back we are we're almost we, we we've made it we've made we're there man we made it to iskandar well almost, almost. we're in the general vicinity it's it's just right there at at the magellanic cloud or the magellanic cloud or the magnet cloud or whatever the hell the brown stuff is it's all over the star force because <laughs> that's <laughs> That reminds me of that stuff when we right before we'd pull into port, we'd dump all the bilge and all the oh yeah, lovely all the yeah you know the trapped uh, feces and you know what's that brown cloud spreading out from the ship? Oh, gross! <laughs> well, Hopefully, you... no one was swimming near you. <laughs> now the fish liked it. Ooh, delicious! <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that's the United States Navy at work. Polluters of the sea, defenders of the dolphins. Oh. Hey, we held our plastic on on board. We didn't throw it over, at least for a month. Then we throw it. <laughs> at least until you were in international waters. Yeah. Well, no, there were still rules then. They would hold it for so long. I mean, I'm sure it's gotten stricter. I mean, oh. hell, when I was get, getting ready to go out there, trying to go to a smoke-free navy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow, man. Because there were certain parts of the ship that, um, if you were going to walk through them at certain times of day, you had to hold your breath. Like certain because they didn't allow smoking inside the ship anymore, so there was like a breezeway, but it would have it was the two large doors at each end of this long uh, hallway on the outside skin of the ship, mm-hmm. and man, you would come up from below decks and open up the door, and Wham. whenever I did, I would I would take that last deep breath and open that door because there would be like twenty thirty people in there just smoking up a storm and. And you you could step out of there and go to the left and go right out onto the deck 
or you could go to the right and you had to walk the 30-foot gambit and hold your breath to get to that other far door and through through a darkened cloud. <laughs> and what sucked is sometimes I had work, uh, we called it PMS. No, not that PMS. Hmm. Preventive maintenance system. And there was stuff in that space that I would have to, uh, like, oh. dampers that open and close when we would launch missiles. We would have to, I we were ta- tasked with testing those. So we would try to time it, you know, when we're... You know, when port, most people off the ship, never at sea because, man, there's always people smoking in there. It's horrible. I mean, I don't care if you want to smoke. I don't want to walk through a room with 30 people smoking at the same time. You don't want to get emphysema just by taking a stroll. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I don't care if people smoke. That's their deal. And now I've been working with a guy that he 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 vapes and he's got like this caramel flavored um, scent. And but for some reason it smells like maple syrup, and and he'll be puffing on that. I'm like, dude, you're making me hungry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna reach over and bite out of your head or something because it just smells delicious. Stop it. <laughs> go go puff your little vape somewhere else because it's make or just change the flavor. You're making me. I'm starving over here. Ugh. you don't see people vaping on the Star Force. You know, no, I. I don't th- of course, they're alcoholics. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just they yeah. they only have enough room for one vice. Yeah. So, well, well, we were doing a little talking before the show, and I guess you're the only one le- uh, that who has lived up to the name of anime freak this month. <laughs> if you want to say that, I mean, yeah. well, I, you know, I, I just I've I've only been I did a quick catch up on uh, some other shows. Well, no, that's not really anime. I've been trying to watch the Clone Wars. Oh, an- okay. The animated series, and then my son's, my son and my wife are rewatching Friends on Netflix, and I was starting to watch Fringe on Netflix because I never finished the series. So I've been a little bit sidetracked from anime. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm uh, partially due to your example, and partially due to. Uh, just flat out wanting to save money, we've canceled our satellite as of last month. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching over the over the air TV, and some of these channels I get are pretty damn good. <laughs> I mean, I there's oh, one. So you were able to find a spot to you can. We... Yeah, we have. Uh, I got a indoor antenna uh-huh. that has a power portion on it, so it boosts the signal uh-huh. up. You can get stuff up to like 30 miles away. And so I'm getting, for some reason. Uh, and straight the, from your TV, you don't have to have it on a window? No, it's it's up on the wall mm. next to the, the TV, but it's an interior wall. Hmm. And we get some really clear stuff. There's one channel we don't get, which I don't understand because it's right next, the antenna for that is right next to the other two channels that we do get. So, but whatever. But one of the it, it could the, be it could be how strong they're outputting their signal as well. Could be, yeah. But it's funny because one of the substations, because if you if you do not have cable or satellite, your TV has these substations. So like for us, Fox in oh, our the, area, yeah, they have like point two point. Yeah, yeah. So Fox in our area is channel twenty nine. Now the the normal one would be twenty nine point one. Well, on twenty nine point four is a station called Buzzer, B-U-Z-Z-R. It's all old game shows. Oh. It's like, it's match game from the 70s. Bow, bow, 
The Richard Dawson family feud. <laughs> Hell, I was watching To Tell the Truth with Bud Collier last week. Bud oh, Collier, uh, also yeah. known as the original voice of Superman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I I discovered something I never knew. Apparently, young Betty White had dark hair. <laughs> Because she was she was on that show, and I'm looking at her like she's not blonde. What's going on here? Yeah. But she was a looker when she was young. Oh boy. Mm. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I I tell you all that to tell you this. I've only I've only watched except for these two episodes of Star Blazers. I've only watched one episode of Gatchaman all month, and that's the only anime intake I've had. I am a worm. I have not watched any new anime. I I must. I must I must be beaten. My my brother I, I must be purged. My brother Noompsy. I have stolen from my brother Noompsy. Anybody if anybody can guess that movie, you don't really get anything except you can pat yourself on the back. You get a no prize just like Marvel. Yeah. Did <laughs> do you know what movie that is, Gene? I have no idea. Oh, I I am a worm. I have stolen from my brother Noompsy. Noompsy. Do you have any uh Charles Dance played what is it? Sardo Noompspa? Do you have any idea who I am? You're Sato Noomspa. Nothing Not yet? Nope. I say, I, 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 I want the knife, please. Nope. Nope. <sighs> the Golden Child, Eddie Murphy? Never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. That's why I'm not here. That's why I'm not getting it, because <laughs> I've never seen it. Like Bill's just having some, he's in some type of strange fugue state, and I don't know what to do <laughs> when he does this. Yeah, the Golden Child. That was out when I was in high school. I saw that in the movie theater. Oh wow! Yeah, that was. It was like a. Um, it was like a Tibetan Middle East, you know, Far East type deal with a. Um, was wasn't he like the the bodyguard of? The, well, Eddie Murphy the was a finder of lost children in oh. L.A. And they had stolen this. Uh, it was the Golden Child. It was a little kid, and mm. and he could. Um, you know he had spiritual powers and he they were uh charles dance who plays uh uh, uh who did play a lannister on game of thrones until he had a crossbow bolt through his stomach spoiler wow. <laughs> <laughs> um because um he was Sardo noomspa who was like a demon and he was trying to corrupt the golden child. And they, like, if they could make him eat this uh, rotted or, or, you know, unsacred food. So they were trying to starve him and all this other stuff. And, and you know, there was only so much time that Eddie Murphy had to find him. And Eddie Murphy went to Tibet with this hot chick. And um, there was this whole sequence where he had to go get this knife. And the knife was the same knife that was used in the Shadow movie. Aha! Uh-huh. By you know, it was the same prop. It was the same knife. Right. So he had to get that knife to um, kill um, Sato Noomspa, uh, who turned into. And there's this big scene where he's trying to get through the airport, and he has the knife. And Charles Dance comes and he claims it back from him. And that's when he does this whole scene, you know, because he's you know they're going to try to kill it and then he just makes oh i have i have stolen from my brother it's my brother noomsi so, yeah. anyway all right that's the, the okay then that's the golden child yes go see it with a oh the opening song in the credits is was by heart called you've been taken by the city okay i will not tell my wife that because then we will have to watch the movie <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll be messaging on Facebook later. Oh, did you know? <laughs> oh, so, man. Yep. So there you go. Golden Child. So I believe we have some reviews and email. Yes. You want to do the email first or do you want to do the reviews first? Uh, I'll do one review, then you can... No, that then you do no, you should you have two things, I have one. So you go first, I'll go, and then you go. Okay. All right. Well, I will uh You go. Wasn't that a car? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think it was. You anyway. might think we're 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 delaying here, but we actually do like these episodes. It's just I, I'm just scatterbrained. <laughs> well, I'm gonna start out with an email. Now we received this from a lovely na- lady named Teresa Matthews, all the way from the Great White North. You never watched SCTV? Uh, no. That was the theme theme to the Great White North. Oh, okay. With Bob and Doug McKenzie. Okay, now, back to your email. She writes, Hi, guys. Just a quick note from someone who doesn't know you personally. Yeah, we do seem to get a lot of emails from people that we actually know. (laughs) She goes on. I'm loving the podcast. I watched Star Blazers every Saturday, back when Saturday morning cartoons meant something. Yay, bravo, bravo! I like her already. (laughs) I've always had a real passion for anime, or Japanimation as we called it back then, but I often had a problem with the female characters. Half-naked, prepubescent bubbleheads just weren't something I could identify with. I know they made boys' hearts go pitter-patter, but it was really irritating for us girls. Nova wasn't like that. Maybe maybe that's where she's going. That's where she's going. If it was difficult being a nerd in the 80s, try being a female nerd in the 80s. (laughs) That's why I loved Star Blazers and was really happy you started out with that one. Series 1 had lots of action and fun characters, but I really appreciated Nova's character. She was at least a bridge member that had, yeah... Sorry, I I uh, I blank there. She at least was a bridge member that had, had at least sounded like she had a brain on occasion. Not to be spoilery, but I also liked the romance aspect of the show near the end as well. Episode 26, which will be in our next episode, ladies and gentlemen, was really my favorite episode. It had action, romance, tears, angst, and the all-important happy ending. That was food for my girly nerd soul. It had that story arc over 26 episodes, and I had never really seen that before. It was truly ahead of its time. Anyway, just thought I'd let you know that you're doing a great job. I hope in the future you could maybe have a female guest on the podcast to give the double X chromosome perspective. They would probably have a long time... Yeah, they would probably have to be a long time anime fan, though. Thanks for all your hard work. Regards, Teresa Matthews, a.k.a. Nerdmom1701. <laughs> and she does have a P.S. Last episode, Tim Elliott gave you a list of stuff to review and mentioned that he was okay with you only doing 60 to 70% of it. Well, after listening to the list, I realized I had seen about 60 to 70% of his list. I still got it. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Teresa. That was a very, very nice email to get. Yes. And like like she said, from someone that we had no idea who she is. Amazing. There are people out there like that. Yeah, there there are people in Canada of the female persuasion that actually listen to this show. I'm awesome. I'm gobsmacked. Now we can say we have international listeners. Yes. Or at least intercontinental. 
It's still international. It's a different country. But it's still connected. Wouldn't what? national... Well, I guess national would be the boundary of the nation. So I guess it would yes. be international. But it is still intercontinental because we are on the... Well, then I guess if they were in America, they'd be intercontinental because we're still on the continent. Wow, I got to write this down. <laughs> <laughs> Anime Freaks, your only podcast that has math involved. <laughs> math... In places math should not be. <laughs> well, we are um, always uh, interested in having guests, and um, I, you know, Teresa, you're you're welcome uh, to come along. Uh, there's other, I believe we have other female listeners, which actually is our next email. I mean, our iTunes review. That, that, that. that our thing. Ne- our next iTunes review is comes to us from. Darren and Ruth Sutherland. It's well, maybe I should. Well, I guess ooh, should I have said their name? It's D S and R S. Well, we're going to say their name because we also want to pimp their yes, their podcast. Yes. So there you go. Cats out of the bag, folks. <laughs> D S and R S. And it says classic anime discussions, and we have five stars. This is a perfect podcast for fans of classic anime television shows and movies, even though the hosts do not fall. Well, wait, no, I put that in there. (laughs) Gene Hendricks and Bill Robinson provide fun and lively discussions. Early episodes include in-depth coverage of Star Blazers, but there is always time to talk about other anime classics as well. Great show. And thank you very, very much. Yes. And Darren and Ruth are actually the voices behind the Trekker Talk podcast about Ron Randall's Mercy St. Clair character. Uh, but they also do Warlord Worlds, which is all about Mike Grell's Warlord, John Sable, and Green Arrow runs. Mm-hmm. Both are very good shows. I'd recommend you listen. Mm-hmm. I actually have not listened yet. I will say that now, and I apologize. I've been reshuffling and getting caught up on certain shows and now adding new shows to my selection. So I'm going to be doing that. Uh, I actually have covered one of the Mike Grell Warlords on Back to the Bins. And I have the Longbow Hunters, which I think is the um, Green Arrow stuff that he did. Yeah, that's where I think, because he started with the Longbow Hunters, and I think he went into the ongoing series Mm. that followed the Longbow Hunters. And from what I remember that, I think some of that was also worked in as part of the character that's on, was on the, uh, the Arrow series. And the like, the flashback sequences on the island. Oh, I don't know. I the only episodes so. of the only episodes of Arrow that I've seen are the ones that guest star the Flash. Oh, okay. Hmm. I caught up during. That's also what I caught up on. Oh, okay. I, I watched Power watched Arrow and 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 all that stuff. So because I was watching Arrow as it's been airing, and then I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like I know what's going on because they're mentioning it, but I haven't seen it. So I went back and watched it, and I'm all caught up now. Right. Yeah, it's it's one that we're eventually going to have to get to, but right now one of the one of the pr- viewing projects that my wife and I have is we're working through Hill Street Blues, which is on the first 3 seasons are on Hulu and I haven't seen them since mm. probably their original broadcast. Yeah, that was Wait a minute, how old are you? I'm I just turned 40. Oh, okay. Oh, you were pretty young when they were on then, because I remember them being on when I was in high school. Yeah, but my, you have to remember... Right before Miami Vice. My dad... Or the same time frame, sorry. My dad used to be a cop. Oh. And when my mom got pregnant with me, he decided to go into a safer uh, 
occupation. So he ended up being a, he drove 18 wheels for UPS mm. while well, he worked nights. So he would, re- we were an early VHS adopter. So we would record the Hill Street Blues episodes or any other shows that he wanted to watch. And then on the weekends, he would watch them. So oh, I remember okay. watching Hill Street Blues with my dad. Mm. And it's funny because, as Michael Bailey is fond of saying, it all comes back to Superman. Because uh, Detective Belker on the show, do you remember him? Wasn't he Bruce? Bruce Whites? Yes. Well, he did the voice of Mannheim on Superman the Animated Series. Hmm. Oh, yes, the crime boss. Yes. Yeah, Bruno Mannheim, right? Yeah, Bruno Mannheim. They first appeared in the Toy Man episode. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, moving on to the other iTunes review we have. And this one I had to figure out how to change my iTunes to a different nation because our buddy from the north, uh, Teresa Matthews, wrote us an iTunes review on the Canadian iTunes. And she writes... uh, It's a five-star review, just says, great. This is a great blast from the past for all anime I grew up loving when the only hardcore fans were willing to search for VHS tapes without the internet and sometimes watch them in the original Japanese or with English subtitles if you were lucky. Fun guys who really love the medium. Well, thank you again, Teresa. (laughs) So we like to think we love it. (laughs) Could we have other reviews from other countries and we just don't know it? We could. I'm. I mean, I, there's a huge amount of countries listed here. Let me try United Kingdom. Go, go for it. Let's see. It's because they they speak English. <laughs> no, they speak United Kingdomish. Yeah, I trust me. I've spent a year in England. English and American are two different languages. And I have locked up my computer because <laughs> it's doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. It, at that's... least at least my notes for the episode are up. Okay. I was able to pull that to the forefront, but my iTunes just went. <laughs> <laughs> that was happening to me when I was at work trying this out. Because it's like, well, I don't, you know, did my, did I just do the computer equivalent of, oh my God, we're suddenly going to the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, no, what, it, what what the hell had just happened? It's doing nothing. It's, no, it's a five-hour delay, because that's the time. Oh, so I can wait five hours for it to <laughs> pop up? Five hours ago, it was up. So yeah, I got to go back in time to look at my computer. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't understand why it was doing that. When I che- tested this out at work, I every time I clicked a new country, I would have to close iTunes and then oh. reopen it, and it was in the new country. But here, while I'm at home... It's working fine. And I just checked both England and Australia, and we don't have any reviews there. Okay, well, I'm under my task manager. It says not responding, so I'm going to end and relaunch, much like some marriages. <laughs> but not mine, because mine's still going. Me, Elizabeth Taylor, and Richard Burton? I'm talking about my mom. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, I think I did. <laughs> Dummy, I tried to relaunch Skype. You're already in Skype, fool! Oh, that would have been interesting for the recording. <laughs> Hello, Bill. Hello, Gene. Hi, Gene. Hello, Bill. Oh, my God! We're in a time warp! <laughs> uh, at which point we could say, let's do the time warp again. It's just a jump to the left. A step to the right. Put your hands on your hips. Bring your knees in tight. Do the pelvic thrust. 
<laughs> Come on, keep 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 this chain going. I can't. I'm sorry. Drive me insane. <laughs> Let's do the time warp again. Oh boy. I saw that many a time in the midnight movies when I was in high school and when I was in the Navy. <laughs> and there's a very long, very there will be a special episode of Two True Freaks when I tell the story of my longest day. Aha. Yes. It was a it was a it is a story that is etched in my memory. <laughs> so many different things happen in a twenty four hour period that it was almost like a John Hughes movie. Well, that that storyteller's feed is just sitting there waiting for you. Uh, yeah, I've talked with with Chris Honeywell about it. That you know, he's he's like you you tell it, I'll put some sound effects in, and I'll <laughs> edit it all up. So <laughs> uh, now, do we want to move on to the uh, the news of what we're covering next? Oh yes. Oh, hold on. Looks like iTunes has decided to wake up. Let me. Oh see. really? Uh, I guess I'll check later if I'm in in. Uh... I'm going to close it back down. I'll check to see if I'm in the UK. But yeah, let's hop on to what we're going to start discussing okay. next. Well, as you all know, after we finish Star Blazers, next episode, season one is done. Then we are moving on to the movie Akira, and we will be having some guests on for a discussion of that. Well, after that, we had put a poll up on our Facebook group with a various, you know, various listings of different anime series we could take a look at next the rule being that they had to be available online well it it came down to a three-way tie between dirty pair attack on titan and record of lodos war well bill and i discussed this and looking at not only the length of the series but also the subject matter we decided to switch it up and go with record of lodos war next so we're going to go from a space opera to Dungeons and Dragons high fantasy. Yeah, just to so you know we're not beating people over the head with the same genre. You know, there's there's other things in a- anime that that we want to cover. So so that's where we're going next. Yeah, it's only 13 episode series, so we should be able to bang it out in six anime freaks episodes. Mm-hmm. So then we'll. We'll do the same thing when we're about halfway through that. We'll put another poll up and see what people want to go, where they want to go after that. So, unfortunately, it means that Paul Spataro is not going to listen for another six months. <laughs> but what are you going to do? But he's not listening anyway, so he doesn't know. <laughs> okay. Out there always pestering me. He's so <laughs> mean so mean to be cheat. I don't know. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. That's all shtick. <laughs> I've been in behind the scenes. It's not all shtick. <laughs> yeah, it is. He said he's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> is there a home for battered podcasters? Why? <laughs> oh, I'm. Uh, and as I mentioned, we do have a group on Facebook if you guys would like to join. It's facebook.com slash groups slash anime freaks TTF, all one word. Currently have 23 members there and yeah, some lively discussions. Yeah, yeah, there's 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 quite quite, quite a lot of little postings in there. Yeah. Um so you know, maybe someday we can beat back to the bins. <laughs> Paul was whining. <laughs> He's whining cuz he has over 100 people in the group. Well, we have 200 now. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah, see how behind I am? Yeah, we 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 broke 200 and then 
Scott Gardner's like, he's like, Tales of the JSA is at over a thousand people. We haven't put a podcast out in like six months. And he said, I constantly get people asking to join. I'm like, well, good for you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, I guess we are ready to boogie on into our first episode. <clears throat> I would say so. Uh, would you like me to take the reins on this one? Sure, I'll take the next one. All righty. And uh, this would be episode 23 and 24, so this is 23. Yep. I forgot to cut and paste that on over to my notes. Ah. So, now it says dragged to Gamelon. Yes. Would that be drugged to Gamelon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. So what, Desloc put a roofie in their drink? <laughs> drugged to Gamelon. I got these. I have these cat tranquilizers. <laughs> I got them from Bill Cosby. <laughs> now, come on Too now. soon? Come on now. Uh, Star Wars and character did a, has like a moratorium now on Bill Cosby jokes. Are, well, they are, do. We don't. Are, are we going to pick up that flag and run with it now? <laughs> well, you guys aren't doing Cosby jokes anymore. <laughs> hey, Deslock, put this in their pudding pop. I got a blue pudding pop for you, Deslock. <laughs> you see, you got your. <laughs> <laughs> It's you got to send us up so to sweet. the Queen Starsha. Starting to sound like my Harry Carey from before the show. <laughs> hey. This is... Desklock, played by Harry Carey. <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. Is that the Star Force? I can't kill them. <laughs> no matter what I do. Hey, is Gam- if Gamelon was made out of green cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> It sure looks like it's made out of cheese to me. It's got all them holes and stuff in it. It's got a hot center crunch of filling. <laughs> anyway, episode twenty-three, dragged to Gamelon. And what was the um, what was the foreign name? A foreign name. <laughs> it is a foreign. What was the, the original name? The original long drawn-out name that you was, go really. Finally arrived, crest of the Magellanic clouds wave. I have no idea what that means. They were on the crest of the wave, and they're sitting on top of the world. Do, 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 do. Oh. Dragged to Gamelon. As the Star Force enters the Great Magellanic Cloud, because they bypass the not-so-great Magellanic Cloud, the galaxy in which Iskandar resides, they receive a strong radio signal which affects all of the navigation instruments. It turns out to be a transmission from Queen Starcher herself. She congratulates the Star Force on its brave journey and instructs them to follow her guide signal to Iskandar. But once they enter visual range of Iskandar, the signal is cut off, and navigator Mark Vengergump makes an even more startling discovery. The video data indicates that there are two planets at Iskandar's location. Dun, dun, dun. Radar detects a group of missiles coming from Iskandar. The missiles detonate around the Argo, releasing a magnetic ferrite cloud, which looks pretty nasty, which hovers around the ship. Analysis reveals that the missile fragments are of Gamelon origin. Wildstar then realizes that one of the two planets must be Iskandar, but the other is Gamelon. On Gamelon, Leader Deslock's treasure pool massage is interrupted by a call from Queen Starsha. She chides the Gamelon leader for his unprovoked attack on Earth. 
<laughs> but she is doesn't do anything about it. But, uh, but he explains that the Gamelons need to find a new home. Liebenstrop. Well, wait, sorry. Yavold, my fiar. And that Earthlings are not a sufficiently civilized race to worry about preserving. A short time later, Deslock addresses the Gamelon Senate. Which I really think there was a blue meanie in that crowd. Because I, <laughs> I saw one guy for a second and went, wow, what the heck? That guy was a blue meanie from the Yellow Submarine. So... He explains the plight of Gamelon, a semi-hollow planet which is volcanically unstable, with seas poisoned with sulfuric acid. Then move! That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, but, oh, whatever. So you're going to, what, all the other planets you found? Anyway. (sighs) Poisoned with sulfuric acid from the lava. Gamelon can no longer support humanoid life, so a new home is needed. Earth. Deslock's plan is to use a magnetic ray to drag the ferrite fart cloud and the star force to Gamelon and into the sulfuric acid sea. On the Argo, shockwaves are felt as Gamelon's magnetic ray is put to use. As planned, the ship is dragged helplessly into the seas on Gamelon. When the star force realizes the danger of the sea, they take off, but not before the acid manages to melt the third bridge strut. <laughs> All the bastards in the third bridge die. The entire again. again, the entire third bridge falls off and into the sea. The Gamelons then begin dropping depth charges on the star force, trapping them above the deadly seas below. Earth has 164 days left. So, if any of you are wondering, why didn't they just fly out the big giant holes in the planet? <laughs> uh, I actually read some information, and it was on the, um, the commentary sites. That was explained in a PlayStation 1 game for um, Star Blazers, that those those holes were plugged up with a laser grid, so they couldn't fly back through it. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, that's actually on the rstarblazers.com. They right, have that's, that. that's where I looked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's because that that's one of the things that you look at it when they're being pulled in by the magnetic waves or whatever. Mm-hmm. The the beams suddenly cut off and then they just keep going. Yeah. Well, if the beams have cut off, turn your damn engines on. Oh, well, see, my my note was I say reverse the polarity of the hole and shake off that cloud. Wait a minute. If it's a cloud, what the hell? What? How is a cloud holding you? Yeah, that's one of my notes is, how is the cloud holding the ship? That's my exact note. <laughs> I could see if they did it, if it ended up being like the asteroids that the Argo a- attracted to itself. Right, well, and it the, was if, right. If the cloud something was adhered to the hull. It's just a cloud. But even so, even so, what's the Argo's hull made out of? Steel! You don't need the cloud. If it's magnetic, you're going to pull it in anyway. Science. <laughs> well, you want to go that far. The the Argo stops off towards the edge of the galaxy, the greater Magellanic cloud. Then they get pulled all the way to Gamelon from there. That's one hell of a strong magnet. But weren't they already in sight of the planets when those... They were already in sight of the planets when those when those missiles were launched. Because she sent the signal, they went there, then they launched them, and then they pulled it. They were in sight of the planet when they hit them with the, with, uh, the stink cloud mm. and pulled them in. Pretty sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them that one. Okay. But yeah, it would be crazy if they're all the way out at the edge of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. 
hell, if you got that powerful ray, just pull yourself a new planet in there or something. What do you, I don't know. Yeah, and of course we have the comic book. The villain must explain the entire situation to all these people who already know the situation just because the viewer happens to be looking at him at the time. Oh, but we had the return of the chat chant. Deslock, 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 deslock. I still want people to do that when I walk in a room. <laughs> I tell you, you got to put it on your phone. See, it would work with you, with your name, Hendrix, Hendrix, Hendrix. <laughs> Robinson, it doesn't, Robinson, 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 Robinson. See, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same ring as like Hendrix, 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 Hendrix. I'll have to work on that. See? Speaking of your name, and this is a complete My non name. sequitur, okay. your name. <laughs> non sequitur? Here? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't understand the meaning of that word. <laughs> Although I, I definition of it don't ask me how it came up but in our uh department meeting on monday the lost in space came up <laughs> sorry <laughs> and the woman that works with me a little bit older than me not not too much had never heard of it <laughs> well it is possible you know it is possible but and she looked at me because i started laughing i actually quoted the danger danger and she looked at me like you've heard of us yeah of course I've heard of it. I used to stay home from school every now and again. What is this Star Trek thing you speak of? <laughs> well, it's not as bad as the, the other guy I work with who'd never heard of Happy Days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks like Richie Cunningham. Hey, Richie Cunningham. What's up, man? What? Uh, I don't understand. Why are you calling me Richie Cunningham? Yeah, that's exactly the reaction. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whew. Well, you yeah. know, there's some people that have not devoted their entire early life to TV like I have, and maybe you have. Oh, it's it's not that I devoted my life to it. It's just I saw a lot of old stuff. Yeah. Well, I did, too, because I lived with my grandmother uh, mm. for a long time in my informative TV years. That's why I know My Three Sons and Perry Mason and stuff like mm. that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so answer me this. It'll be this, Batman. Deslock, we have seen on previous episodes, we have seen him with concubines. Previously on Star Blazers. Why now does he have only have male concubines? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. did, did Deslock come out of the closet in between episodes here? Okay, what is it? What? Why? Okay, he's in a blue bath. Why is it all green around him? <laughs> did you notice that? Right where he's at in the water, yep. everything's green. Do we have a little, I'm, I'm we have a little accident them... in there? <laughs> little... Well, they put the chemical in there. A little too relaxed, perhaps? <laughs> Oops, sorry, sorry. My, my bath is so relaxing. I lost I lost bowel control. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Well, that's his blue makeup washing off. He's actually <laughs> the regular skin tone underneath. Yellow and blue make green. Oh, what is he doing? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's gross. Ugh. <laughs> So, are we going to ship the planet names? Are we going to have Iskalon and Gamadar? <laughs> Iskalon. What the hell are you talking about? Well, you know how, like, you take two things and you combine them? Like, shipping, like, characters on shows? So, I was shipping the name of the... I was combining the names of the planet. Instead of... Okay, let, let me put it this way. When you say shipping... Shipping. I think FedEx. No, not that shipping. I'm talking about the... The recent, like in the past 10 years, a thing to where you would take two characters and combine their names. Like, um, I think it was really came around and when Lost was on. Okay. Anyway, you combine like the beginning of somebody's name with the end of another person's name and create. Like, we would be, if, if you shipped us together, we'd be. It would cost a hell of a lot. We, we, we. 
<laughs> just for the weight alone. <laughs> if you shipped Bill and Gene, we'd be Bean. <laughs> or Gil. <laughs> <laughs> Or... So it, so we'd be Rowan Atkinson, <laughs> Mr. Bean. Yes, <laughs> I just think for a second, I'm like, what? Black Adder? What does that have anything to do with it? <laughs> so you have Iskandar and Gamelon. So I came up with Is Iskalon or Gamadar. See, see, huh? All right. I understand what you're doing. I still don't get it. <laughs> I think it's a chick thing, and I've probably, uh, I've probably said too much, and we're just going to move along from this line of discussion. Speaking of shipping things together, uh, what is up with Venture and Wildstar? I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. <laughs> what is with you clowns? I don't know. I, Wildstar just needs to smack at certain points in this episode. Like, Nova, we're under attack and you're our radar operator. Go up and stay with the captain. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My other note was, oh, for God's sake, Venture and Wildstar, just kiss each other. And while you're at it, smother Captain Avatar with a pillow. <laughs> no, not with a pillow, with his coat. With his coat, which is pulled over him. You know. They can't afford blankets, so he has to use his coat. Well, that's that's a note for the next episode about his coat. <laughs> but yeah, we'll save that for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I think. Ah, here it is. I knew I had a name for this episode. Um, we were. Because it came to me in a song, which is usually how I get the titles for the episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know the song. You know the the song we were sailing along mm -hmm. on Moonlight Bay. Well, there's we were sailing along on Sulphur Bay, <laughs> or maybe Sulfuric Bay. So there's our there's our episode title: Sailing Along on Sulfuric Bay. Sulfuric acid. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Oh, and we do, but we do have a reason for why. Did you read the reason in the commentary for why they lost? They think they lost the third bridge. Mm, no, I didn't get. Well, because remember the original storyline was going to be like thirty, what thirty-three to thirty-six episodes, and they yeah, th it. this was compressed down. Right, from so like two episodes. They basically jumped ahead weeks in time and had rebuilt and fixed all the ship because when we last left it, it was trashed. Right. I mean, it, the previous episode, it was 100, 214 days left. Now it's 164. So we just 50 days have gone by. Well, in that time frame, they rebuilt the third bridge. And yes. one of the reasons given in that commentary that I was reading why they lose the third bridge so quickly and not other parts of the ship is because they they were saying that, like, they picked up some metals on the way that weren't as that were inferior to the uh -huh. original metals of the Argo, of the Yamoto. So that's why the third bridge fell off so quick. Okay, that makes sense. Of course, it also could be because they have this massive structure supported by one little tiny piece of metal. <laughs> Are you saying that it's not structurally sound? I'm saying it's not. If I was an engineer, I don't think that would be a good design. No. <laughs> you know, why don't you just make it flat right on the bottom of the hole? A part of the hole. Why are you going to just dangle it out there waiting to be blown off? Didn't they blow that off in the live movie, too, if I remember yeah. correctly? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's because it's a... Um, Expendable? It's it's <laughs> sacrificial. It's like when you put the uh, the the anode rod in your hot water heater. It's so that oh, yeah. the, <laughs> the stuff will eat the rod rather yes. than the hot water heater. So it's, it's so that they blow off the third bridge rather than the rest of the ship. Yeah, and that never seems to work because uh, yeah. it always... I changed that a well, not. Uh, we're going to segue again. <laughs> uh, 
You ever changed the hot water heater? The the physical thing? The whole uh, thing. Yeah, we actually, two years ago, we replaced the, the one that we had. How long it had it been there? Like 20 years. I don't know about where you live, but where I live, there's some pretty hard water. Mm. Not like radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be Jay Garrett and get super speed. <laughs> no. Uh, but where the heating element went in, well, one, it's a, like a 30-gallon water heater, and we always seem to run out of hot water. And we'd been in the house for uh, – the water heater was probably a, the original from the 70s. Okay. So it started to leak real bad, so we took it down. And with the heating element, there was sediment and calcium stuff built up. Basically, a third of my water tank was full of calcium and the rock and deposits that had built nice. up and grown. So I only was getting 20 gallons out of my 30 gallon water heater. Holy crap. Oh yeah. Because that's how hard our water is down here. Oh, so that's why yes. a lot of people have water softeners. Well, you see, uh, the town I live in, we have our own water treatment facility, mm-hmm. which happens to be across the street from my house. Oh, but the town's water it comes from the aquifer under New Jersey. Uh-huh. So the town has three pumps, pumps it up, treats it at the water station, and then sends it out. So our water, it's not it's not super soft, but it's not you don't get a lot of deposits with it either. Well, it's filtered through Jimmy Hoffa too. Oh yeah. Well, no, he he's out out west somewhere. They didn't, they didn't keep him here. <laughs> too easy. Yeah. So yeah, what? How do we get on the topic of water? Oh, because of this... Uh, uh, the sacrificial third yeah. bridge. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Did you... Uh, so we got some more of the romance and Nova kind of hinting. Oh, I love the Japanese version of this. I didn't watch it. I read it to where she no, actually I, I, says what yeah, the, I, what she said to him yeah. in, in that version. Because they're going to take a picture. And uh, basically she's... She says something in the American version that, you know, oh, well, now you have a picture of our first date. But he had tried to put his arm around her, almost like he went for a boob grab. Yeah, I think he tried to grope her and she (laughs) She swats him away. And the camera takes a shot of her swatting him away, which, again, we have another little nice, you know, useless. Well, I guess that retractable camera stand was pretty neat, pretty helpful. But it didn't walk across. It's no, it's no three-legged table that walks across the floor, though. Let me tell you, <laughs> like last time, gonna get me one of them tables, mm-hmm. man. But yeah, in the Japanese, she was, um, she, her comment was, well, you know, you can tell our kids that this was the picture of our first date or something, right? Wasn't it along those lines? Uh, the something about, oh, this is when mom and dad were young. Oh yeah, that was it. And he's like, what? Yeah, and he doesn't get it until she leaves the room. And, and then there's a whole scene that was not in the American, but in the original, uh, where Doctor Saying the Lush comes out, eh, uh, all all liquored up as usual. Hmm. So, do Deslock and Starsha have a party line? And how many listeners even get that reference? <laughs> Do you even remember what a party I, line is? I've ne- I've never had a party line, but I know what it is. Yeah, it was like a line where you could call and well, it was everyone basically shared the shared same a line. Lot. Yeah, so you could pick it up, and there could be people talking on it already. Yeah, and you could listen in. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> or so, you, you, or hey, I need to make a phone call. Can you please shut up? <laughs> yeah. So is that is that call local or long distance from planet to planet? 
I don't know. I mean, do, do they have the uh, the all inclusive package on are, their phone? Are they in a family plan? You know, <laughs> I don't know. The way they talk to each other, it sounds like they're brother and sister. Starsha. Well, wait. wait I was, well, sorry. I was doing. No. I was doing <laughs> Deathlock as Starsha. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> uh, well, God, they. Well, you know what? They could be brother and sister with that. <laughs> Stasha, you have used too much of our minutes on our family plan. You mm-hmm. silly wench. We went over again. How am I going to support all these little mushroom people? <laughs> well, that's all she can do is because she apparently can't get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, she is pretty relaxed. I yeah, think... just sitting there in bed, just kind of looking at Gamelon. I think she's the one that's been taking that's had the cat tra- tranquilizers or something. Because <laughs> she's just, oh, yeah, I'm just relaxed. Really relaxed. Oh, well, that's why they had to come to her. I can't get out of bed. You guys just have to come and get this Cosmo DNA thing. I, 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 I can't be bothered. Yeah, the only one that could walk on the planet was her sister. That's why she was. <laughs> get out of bed. <laughs> it's like a teenager. I have, <laughs> I have Queen Starsha in the other room. My middle daughter. You gonna oh, get? Wow. You gonna get up <laughs> today? <laughs> well, she she's a teenager, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she does. She gets good grades, but she's you know, she comes home, she sleeps, and she gets up in the middle of the night and does her homework. You know, uh, weird. You know, she'll she'll get up and cook dinner, and then go back to bed, and then get up later and do her projects and stuff. But hey, uh, she's getting it gets she's it getting, done, right? She's getting A's. I mean, I can't. It's like, what what do you do? It's like, you know, you're gonna. Stay up and change your whole thing of what you're doing because you're getting A's and I'll just shut up now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it'd be different. It's like, you know, you're failing and this is, you know, you got, but it's like, I got, I got nothing to bitch about. I should just yeah, shut up. Really? Yes. Never see her. That's all. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Now, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When they're, the Argo is being pulled towards Gamelon. Mm-hmm. It gets shook so hard that everyone falls out of their seats and I have thing. Shouldn't they have general quarters and strap themselves in? What the hell are they doing? But you have IQ nine goes to pieces, pieces, but the humans don't even have a bruise. Yeah. What did he hit? Well, maybe he's like Mr. Data, you know, in Star Trek where he had that one button that would shut him off. Maybe he's like those toys. Like I could have swear I had a toy where you could hit a button and it would like fly apart. Well, I know the the speeder bikes in, from Return of the Jedi did that. There, well, there you go. That's that's what he is. There's like a button on there. Poof! It just. Well, there was there was there was a diagram on the inside of him of his head or something that showed how to put him back together, and they had to right. hurry up and try to put him back together. Like, because apparently IQ Nine is the only one on the ship that can do an analysis of water. Yeah, Sandor, yeah, the Sandor. scientist. Well, he can't. He can't just. Take his tricorder and say, holy crap, that's acid. We have to put IQ-9 back together. Then he has to sit at a station. Oh, yeah, but next episode, oh, yeah, Mr. Sanders, the man, he can't oh, shut yeah. his mouth up. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <sighs> and when did they move the space compass? Didn't it? That didn't the compass used to be the big circular thing in the middle of the room? I now don't remember if that panel- was... I guess that was the compass. Yeah, but now it's a panel on Venture's station. Well, th- to be honest, they could have. He is the navigator. They could have a yeah. little mini one right there that so that he he could read. I mean, so he doesn't have to turn so he's not turning every time. You know, 
Wait, I got to turn and look at the compass. Venture, you're turning the ship. You know, I really need a compass right here. <laughs> I got to keep looking over my shoulder. That's why we keep turning to port. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, but it's more fun. or less, this episode was all set up for the next episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On to episode 24, The Battle of Gamelon, or Death Struggle, God Weep for the Gamelons. <laughs> Boy, is that dramatic. <laughs> uh, trapped between depth-charged bombardment and the sulfuric acid seas of Gamelon, the Star Force desperately tries to find a way out. At his command center, a building suspended from the ceiling of Gamelon's upper shelf, Leader Deslock... Good, yes. de good design, dummy. Oh, sorry. Well, actually, according to the commentary, it's his battleship. Yeah. That's docked there. Yeah. Also, why? <laughs> Put it on the floor. Uh, anyway, Leader Deslock monitors the battle's progress. He lashes out at General Crypt's offer to relax and have a drink. Sounds like he's trying to uh, <laughs> get in close to the leader. <laughs> on the Argo, out of ideas, Wildstar seeks advice from Captain Avatar, who suggests that they actually submerge the ship for 10 minutes in the acid sea and seek out a volcano to disrupt using the wave motion gun. Where did Captain Avatar in his little <laughs> little drugged out state up there come up with the 10 minutes? Uh, 10 minutes ought to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm more concerned with how Captain Avatar knows so much about Gamelon's so volcanic systems. <laughs> Well, maybe he didn't he's... even know the planet was here. Well, maybe he's up there doing a lot of reading. You know, he's got a little camera feed down there to everything that's going on, I think. He's, like, watching everybody. Oh, so he was in on Deathlock's briefing before, where he described everything and how the planet was actually destroying itself. Oh, well, I don't know if... We... <laughs> oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. You got Whatever. It. After a few minor pieces of the ship have fallen off, IQ-9 <laughs> spots the desired volcano. One hit from the wave motion gun sends Gamelon into a seismic upheaval. Deslock momentarily loses his sanity, exploding into a fit of uncontrollable hysteria at the irony of having drawn the Star Force to Gamelon to destroy them, only to have them turn the tables and destroy Gamelon instead. Big dummy. <laughs> the Star Force ascends from the Gamelon Sea. Leader Deslock orders the sealing missiles above the central Gamelon city. Wait, they keep missiles above the city. I got okay. I got a note about that. Okay. <laughs> you want to get to it later or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can wait. To be dropped on the Argo. His aide, General Crypt. I don't believe it. They actually have in the description. Yeah. Wigs out at this suggestion. Knowing that it will destroy the city as well. And begs Deslock to end the battle and seek a truce. This earns Crypt the snide comment from the leader, though in the Japanese version, he's shot in the chest. <laughs> Missile fire rains down on the Star Force, and so Wildstar orders the Argo to fly directly above the central city in hopes of discouraging further attacks. But this does not dissuade the Gamelons, and sailing missiles drop like stones, wrecking the city and causing further volcanic eruptions. Gamelon's tectonic structure becomes unstable, and huge sections of the upper shelf collapse and fall upon the cities below. A shot from the Argo's main guns strikes Deslock's command center, which plummets to the ground below. Deslock himself is covered in rubble, but falls through a trapdoor, his fate uncertain. 
Gamelon falls still and silent. Wildstar finds Nova weeping on the main gun deck and declares that he believes that this was their last battle. The Argo, badly damaged, lift off, lifts off as Captain Avatar delivers a message of congratulations to the crew over the public address, Planet Iskandar comes into view. Earth only has 161 days left. In other words, they spent three days there getting the ship to fly again before yeah. they, they went to Iskandar. Well, they probably had to. There was a lot of holes they had to patch up to go back into space and everything. And oh, yeah. Guns oh, melted melt you... off. There's so much damage to the superstructure that when Wildstar and Nova go back to the bridge, they walk up a gangway and it's open to space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they don't really explain because um, when I watched it, suddenly at the end of the episode or towards the end, Wildstar is in a space helmet. And I'm like, where is he? What happened? It's kind of explained a little bit in the Japanese version. In that he actually went down to one of the gun turrets to, and they were manually firing the gun turrets because they wouldn't fire from the bridge. Right. So that's why he was in the spacesuit because it was it was you know in his helmet because it was open space and everything, or well maybe not space but they were probably breathing sulfuric fumes. Yeah. So you know that's why because I was like, how did he get outside? There there was no switching. He was just there. It's like yeah, it's just what? all of a sudden bang. <laughs> Yeah, what, what, what? Why is he in a? What, did I miss? Did I miss <laughs> something? I mean, I looked away for a second. I'm a little flighty, but why does he have a space helmet on? He's not even on the bridge. He's outside. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he went as insane as Deslock did. Oh, because yeah. he he went completely around the bend in this one. Deslock went snip. Ha <laughs> 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 We brought them here. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, you're kind of scary when you go crazy. Yeah, and then Crypt finally uh, grows a backbone and gets him shot. <laughs> yeah, but in... Yeah, not the, in Star Blazer. The English one, you just get the extreme close-up, you know, right between his eyes. I mean, it was literally, the screen was his eye, like an eye on each edge of the screen and in between his nose. And he's like, Lena Gessler! <laughs> and then you never see him again. That was it. Yeah. But he, he gets blasted. You know. And apparently in the Japanese version, you just see Deslock get covered by rubble and then the trapdoor sequence is in episode 26, mm. which makes more sense because as soon as I saw it here, I'm like, wait a second. Did they add that? Because the animation style looks different, you know? Yeah. So uh, let's see. I got some other lighthearted notes. Uh, the one that I'd mentioned before we got started tonight, you know, I and my coat greet you, Wildstar. <laughs> As Wildstar goes up to see Captain Avatar, he's laying in bed with his hat on. Of course. He's not wearing his coat this time, but his coat is neatly laid out over him like a, an extra blanket. And I'm thinking, is he not hot underneath that thing? He's wearing that stupid turtleneck sweater he's always got on. <laughs> and he's got, he's under the covers and has a pea coat on top of that. Yeah, that's, that's got to be uncomfortable. No wonder the guy's so out of it. It's <laughs> doing to him um and there was a what is it when venture was piloting there's a point to where he says uh you know and we're we're gonna turn to starboard and then he like pauses and turns in that starboard I'm like where, where, where does that come from <laughs> well, 
what what you know starboard is starboard does like who are you talking to like is there some other guy turning the ship yeah is he arguing with eager i mean what's <laughs> like going who on are here? you talking to oh eager i got a note about him somebody put eager on a diet he looks like me because <laughs> i was like hey that's not that i could be that that could be me minus the you know the gomer pile sound so you're gonna cosplay as eager eager next yeah. convention you go to keep putting on weight yeah could always go. I could grow my beard out and go as Captain Avatar and pass out from wearing a pea coat <laughs> in Florida. Look, he's really is Captain Avatar. He's down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, give me some, give me some spring water. Well, then you get your wife to dress up as Nova in the nurse outfit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you don't think she'll go for that? No. No. <laughs> um. Uh, well, that oh, derailed yeah. us, didn't it? <laughs> And Mr. Mr. Complainer, Sandor, hurry, 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 hurry yeah, up. IQ, IQ9's like, nah, go this way. <laughs> go over that way. Turn here. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Turn here. <laughs> nope, nope. Ah, there is one. Hurry up, IQ9. Well, because Sandor's up. the one Sandor's the one that has to put everything back together after it melts off. Shut up, Sandor. You can't even analyze water. <laughs> You, know, you can stuck your finger out there and put it. Oh, that's sulfuric acid. Oh shit, hmm. we're in trouble. You know, you <laughs> you, you could have just thrown something off the ship and went. Wow, that's that thing's gone. Ooh, I think we've got some issues. Ooh, Alvin's here. Uh oh. Let Alvin in here and didn't bring, give him food. Uh, the boss. Uh oh, it's gonna be trouble. <laughs> He's circling me like a shark. Cat shark. Where'd he go? I can't see him. Ah! Oh. <laughs> um all right so this is where we get into like i i'd say the dark portion of this episode and that's um so were were the gamelons like the civilians really a subjugated people because they have all these missiles pointed down at them I... like, did they not have any real choice to go along with what leader deathlock wanted that's the only reason i could think of having all that armament Right above a city. Is to keep your populace in line. Yeah. What you want to do. Well, I mean, he is a totalitarian mm-hmm. dictator. Yeah. He, it, yes, there's technically And, you know, I had never Senate, really but... thought of that until I, I watched this this time. I, that, that thought never occurred to me as a young, as a younger man. As no, a... you just figure, oh, well, of course they're going to have defenses, but the defenses are pointed in. Yeah, and it's like, out. oh, well, well, they're the bad guys, so who cares if they all die? And, you know. Yeah. All the little penis mushroom homes on Gamelon were gone. <laughs> I'll take the double. I'll take the double length penis mushroom. Thank you. Wow, that's a lovely home. Split <laughs> split design. Yes, it's very beautiful inside. There's these two round things at the end at the bottom for your car park. Oh, sorry. Have I said too much? No. Oh, it's a rather bulbous design, don't you think? No, no, no. We're stretching this out for later models. Can I get any more? <laughs> jokes out of this <laughs> well only if you switch to the smurf ones <laughs> they're blue they blue in mushrooms of course they're smurfs <laughs> the giant smurfs the giant <laughs> evil smurfs they're what would happen if uh gargamel had his way with the smurfs you just make them all evil they would all talk in a high voice <laughs> i'm not a smurf damn it i'm a gavilon what would he be? Bossy Smurf? Prissy Smurf? 
<laughs> I don't find that funny. Oh boy. So you know, so the Star Force goes and basically pretty much kills the entire civilian population of the planet. Yeah, I mean, if or at bombs... least in that general vicinity, if not, well, I, mean, I, I see. Here's the thing. Yeah, that city is gone. That one volcano erupted, but everything has been chain reacting. Right. So I'm pretty sure that in a very short amount of time, we are going to have no Gamelons left on Gamelon. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it's going to... All of the volcanoes are going to erupt. I don't even know is... I mean, Gamelon, I assume, would be able to survive. It'll kill all the populace, but I think the planet would still be there. If not, Iskandar is screwed. Yeah, because they're a... Bi- yeah, I don't think we really talked about that. That uh, They're a binary planetary system locked together. Right. I guess they maybe they spin around each other. I don't know. In, in addition to spinning themselves. Not really sure how that works. Uh, yeah, they would have to... There's, there would have to be some... Well, way off. One blew up. Even if it didn't destroy the other one, there's going to be severe gravitational issues, yeah, I'd say, it, it, they pro- on the other. Most likely, it wouldn't be able to stay in orbit. Because it, yeah. they're out so far already. They're the eighth planet, the eighth orbit in the system. Mm-hmm. Well, they're there because they're combined mass. If the one, if suddenly half the mass is gone, yeah, the gravitational pull isn't going to be strong enough. Iskander is going to go shooting off like uh, the moon in space, nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Moon base starship. <laughs> but as we will see next episode, uh, there are already issues on Iskandar. Issues on Iskandar. Could you be more Stanley? <laughs> like, hey, true believer. We've got issues on Iskandar. <laughs> and we're going to see Slinky Sexy Starsha. What? Stan? Do, hey, I'm I'm 94. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me do what I want. I don't have much time left. I would. Who knows if I'll even make it to 94? <laughs> who knows if I'll make it to 64? <clears throat> but Boy, we're more. on an upbeat show today, aren't we? <laughs> Well, I mean, this wasn't really didn't really end on a very high note. No, like, I mean, it ended with Nova on the deck of the crying her eyes ship. out. Yeah, because, crying. You know, because uh, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of about. You know, it was. I I, I want to say World War Two was like the turn point in warfare to where civilian casualties became a larger thing. And it was yeah, also I mean, almost somewhat of a strategy to turn the populace against the the home country by decimating the you know the population, like the bombing of Britain, the bombing right. of Dresden, um, you know, tit for tat <laughs> in that a- aspect. So, and then of course Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is a and, you know you figure this series would only be. 30, like 30 years removed from that? Because it came uh, out originally yeah. in Japan much closer to the mid-70s, so it would only right. be 30 years. Yeah. So a lot of these things would be fresh to people. Well, yeah, because the way it's it's set Even up... Even though it's, it's, veiled, it's veiled in something else, I would have to think people at that time would catch on, would catch on to it more than you or I would at that time because of our age. Right. But older people, if they're watching, would see the parallels in this. Yeah, it's especially when you have something like the wave motion gun. You have a nuke 
yeah on this battleship that it comes in it's like okay well yeah we'll just shoot this one thing and destroy half your planet yeah yep. yeah it's not it's not a feel good kind of episode no <laughs> no I'm fending the cat off from the microphone <laughs> he's just jumped up in a chair and he's like getting closer go away <laughs> he's like feed me before I eat your arm that's what happens when they let the cat out here. Stop looking at me. <laughs> He's rubbing it, rubbing against me. You know. Meow, come on, feed me. What's wrong with you? Come on, I'm right here. Oh, man. Go. I had to pull the nose up somehow. I had to get us out of that depressing talk. <laughs> Alvin was oh, good, good here, here's, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. We all know what the projection on the bottom of the Argo is called. The third bridge. Mm-hmm. Why in the beginning of this episode do they refer to it as the third gun deck? That was a mistake. I saw that that was, uh, yeah, that was just an oops. Yeah, because I, I caught that too. I was like, third gun deck? Yeah. Well, where's the second bridge? Is it like, um, I, would I assume it's somewhere in the center of the ship. I would think it would be closer to the guns. You know, it's, mm. uh, yeah, I would, I don't. I probably on one of my DVDs have a floor plan mm. or deck plan of the uh, the Argo, but I typically like if you think of Star Trek, the main bridge is at the top of the saucer in the most vulnerable place you could put it. Mm-hmm. The auxiliary bridge. This is original series. The auxiliary okay. bridge is in the center of the saucer. Yeah. So most likely the secondary bridge on the Argo is going to be in the center of mass. So, like, where a a, um, a battle bridge would be on a modern Navy ship, you know, in a, in the most protected area of the ship, mm-hmm. as opposed to the flying bridge. Well, when I went on the um, I went on the Wisconsin, which is a, a Missouri class battleship. That, ah, okay. That, that was built by the United States towards the end of World War II, and then saw um, service in uh, Korea, Vietnam, and was trotted out again for the Gulf War, and then was retired sometime in the 90s. There was only four made. There was the Iowa, the Missouri, the um, the New Jersey. Yep. Iowa. And the Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, duh. The one you were on. One at, well, I wasn't I wasn't stationed on it. I had friends right. who, who went to um, fire controlman school and found out they were there um, in Norfolk where I was stationed and went on and, and checked out the ship and everything. And there's a there is a battle kind of like a battle bridge. You have the main bridge, which is nice with all the windows and everything. Then you go down a couple decks, and one of the things about the battleships is they have an 18 inches of steel on the water, like for the hull. Maybe not, I don't I don't I don't think it's the entire hull, but like like in a belt for torpedo protection. Uh-huh. Then up on the battle bridge, so to speak, there's a basically a bunker on the superstructure. And its walls are 18 inches thick steel. There's, you know, there's a door you have to open to get in. I walked in there and there's like this little tiny slits cut in so that are angled up and down. So you just have this maybe a few inch opening that you can look through. And that would be like the protected bridge on that. Right. Just a neat little thing, you know, I got to see one time. That sounds cool. I, I like going on old Navy ships. Mm-hmm. Just It's always interesting to see the technology and how things were laid out and i mean one of the places i went to as a kid that i really want to get back to at some point is battleship cove up in connecticut 
because hmm. they have a they have a submarine. I think they have a submarine, a destroyer, and a battleship. Hmm. They may have added another one since I've been there, but then you you know you got go a walking tour of each one. It's it's really interesting. Well, um, how how close are you to Philadelphia? Uh, less than an hour. Because I think the mothball fleet is there. Yeah, well, the New Jersey is in Camden. Oh, okay. It was closed this weekend for the snow. Ah, but it's 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 like a museum piece now. Yeah, you can go on, yeah. go on tours and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I've I've built models of that ship and 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 uh, uh, blown them up, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then other stuff, you know. So, did reports on it when I was in. Uh, oh, and Alvin tried to jump on the window. Uh, did reports on it when I was in um, like high school. Junior okay. high and stuff. So yeah, it's it's. They've always fat. I was always always loved them, and I'm glad I got to actually go on one when it was actually in active service. Yeah, because pretty cool. There's there's nothing like seeing it when it's actually on duty mm-hmm. rather than after they've had to decommission it and take everything out. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same. It has no soul. It's just an empty, you know, empty husk. It's a museum piece. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they keep some things on it, but it's yeah, it's not the same as when it's lived in. Another unknown, a little probably not known fact is that when the battleships were brought back in, uh, the power generators they had for them, you know, to generate power on the ship, right. were rented from General Electric. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. They rented the generators. That, that was what I was told. This is all hearsay huh. from one of the guys that was on the ship. It was one of the facts. He's like, yeah, our, our power generators, we rent them from GE. I'm like, really? Interesting. Like, yeah. So, yep. Well... As Alvin leaps again, see he jumps up and he hack, puts his claws into the screen in the mm-hmm. garage door, right. and he just hangs there and looks out the window. <laughs> like, hello, anybody? Anybody out there? Somebody let Please me in. Please let me out. <laughs> I can't stand it anymore. Feed me. <laughs> I'll feed you in a minute. He's going. He's pawing at the door. He's so pitiful. My God. <laughs> My God, man, grow a spine. <laughs> but then I'll get shot in the chest. What? Crypt grew a spine. Then you guys oh, to... yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm, not gonna I'm actually trying to bring it back to the show. I'm not going to shoot not... Alvin. Although you want to sometimes. Oh, he just get get out of here. He's right by the mic. Get your ass. Get your ass off my mic. <laughs> Does that mean Alvin is talking out his ass? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he jumped, jumped back down. So, well, so we only have one more episode of Star Blazers left, and we'll yeah. be we'll be heading off to somewhere else. We'll be heading back to Earth. Um, so we've got episode twenty five and twenty six. I don't remember the exact names of those, but uh, so yeah, yeah it's going to be a quick return trip, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the next uh, it's episode twenty five is Iskandar, and twenty six is the journey home. <laughs> so it took twenty five episodes to get there, one to get home. <laughs> Whoosh. One big, long space jump. Well, it's basically, there's no conflict, so there's no reason for us to look at it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, there was one, one other note I read in the um, our Star Blazer site. Yeah. That was saying something about they had, some of the crew members were in, it was talking about another female crew member, and they said that they had a lot of crew members in like a cryo sleep. Did you catch that note? I saw something that they were going to, that in the Japanese, they put Avatar into a cryotube. Uh, hi- yeah, here it is. He was put into a hibernation tube to stave off his impending death. Oh. 
They also apparently had a powered-up wave motion gun perfected just before the final battle. That I'm sorry, this this is from uh, the original episodes 34 and 35. Oh, okay. So wait a minute. They're going to put Avatar and Cryo sleep in a big pea coat. Isn't that kind of <laughs> defeating the purpose? Defeating the purpose. <laughs> oh god, the power drain on this cryo chamber. Get that coat off of him. Who put that stupid coat in there? Say oh, here, you idiot. Here's something else. Apparently, the uh, Japanese Deslock's name is Dessler, but he has the oh the whole connotation to Hitler. Yeah, his title is Soto. Well, Soto is the Japanese translation of Führer. Yeah. And Dessler, Hitler. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of kind of makes inter- an interesting comparison, especially when he's d- going to destroy his own people. Ah, that explains everything. Deslock only has one testicle. <laughs> it's all so clear now. Why his voice yeah. is so high. It was terrible rice-picking machine accident when he was a child. <laughs> See, oh, I knew possibly. you'd get that one. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's head caught in a mechanical rice picker. So Deslock got his junk caught in a mechanical <laughs> rice picker. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's blue. <laughs> a lot of pent-up frustration. <laughs> I get no release! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, think we'll, I think we'll say goodbye to everybody and... Before it gets even worse. <laughs> yeah. So we will see you next time. And till then, st- <laughs> I can't think of a, like a star blazer, you know, keep them flying. Oh, that's a, uh, remember to power that's up fire wave motion gun. You know, <laughs> if you're going to be operating a wave motion gun, please do not take Ambien. <laughs> Users of Ambien have been known to get up in the middle of the night and fire wave motion guns without knowing. Please take it. Please take Ambien under direction of Doctor Sane when he's not drinking. In other words, never, never. <laughs> All right, I got nothing else. Good night, everybody. See you next time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.